What's up, Red Sox Nation? Red Sox Sunday dropped the finale in Arlington to lose their second series in a row and their third out of the last four. We'll talk all about that and more this week on Red Sox Wrap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. On a week of many dark spots, we start with one of the bright spots, Mr. Sandy Leone, who is just hitting the cover off the ball. All defense, no offensive catcher has finally caught fire, but it's been kind of a dismal week for all the Red Sox. We're just trying to accentuate the positives, if you will. Ben, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, I... Did, is that the reason why we played that song? I thought that was just like one, one off your uh, your iTunes playlist or something. Well, that too, you know, <laughs> just trying to uh, you know uh, increase our Latin viewership. Uh, right now, it's kind of a Trumpian standard, so we want to kind of uh, bring it up. There you go. <laughs> there you, you go. Will, if you will. How you doing, pal? Good to see you again. Good. Oh, I'm so glad that you're back in the studio. Back it's, in flesh. it's been lonely here, you in know, just holding it down. The only guy in in, in the in the studio, but you yes. did a great job. Thank you, sir. I mean, we always have the support staff, these lovely engineers in here, here at the Afterbus Studios in lovely North Hollywood. That's true. Coming at you once again here on a Sunday night. Hello, Red Sox Nation. So is it time to despair? I think that is the question. Is it time to hit the panic button for this Red Sox team? I have taken a lead from you, Mike, on this and okay. say, you know, normally I would come in here and say, oh my God, what are we going to do? Well, who are we going to trade for? You know, what adjustments are we going to make? But, you know, I've, I've taken after you. It's a long season, right? Like these weeks are going to happen. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it's been not just this week. It's been really kind of a, a oh. lackluster month for us. So be ready for June to end and July to begin. But, uh, hmm. Yes, I believe after today's loss, the Red Sox are nine and fourteen in the month of June. Mm-hmm. That's not good. That's not good. Um, no, and, and and I think the worst thing is is that even some of those wins that we had were really close, and we had to really gut them out to get those wins. So, yeah, yeah. What, what really hurts is that game on Friday night, eight seven win. It's the type of comeback win that you think is going to propel a mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. into some winning baseball, right? And in true Red Sox fashion. They just dump the next two to tear your heart out. I mean, they just got their doors <laughs> yeah. blown off Saturday, yeah. and you just really weren't in it today from Jump Street. Yeah, and, and you're and you're tough. you're kind of walking into Saturday thinking we got our ace co- going on the mound, and oh, finally, you know, we're gonna get like a nice little three game win streak going here, and mm-hmm. and right, it just wasn't uh, it wasn't looking like him, his normal self. Yeah. Um, that's our that's our ace as far as the checkbook goes, uh, and then our for real ace goes Saturday. Mr. Wright. That's what I meant. Yeah. He, right, oh, right. oh, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And he, he got touched up. Yeah, he yeah. got he got roughed up pretty bad. He's like the knuckle wasn't working. He had to mix in that uh eighty one mile an hour fastball and that's just not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I and, and I think they were saying that he normally prefers to pitch in the dome and that it was outside and it was pretty hot and uh which normally you think knuckleballers actually prefer to pitch outside because you have so, some of the like the weird crosswinds going yeah. on and it kind of you know uh, affects the knuckleball. But I think for him, maybe he just appreciates ha- having that a little bit of consistency behind you know that knuckleball and where it's kind of going to go. So yeah, 
And he also, you know, he pit, he pitches a lot of fastballs and curveballs as compared to some other knuckleballers. So maybe he just kind of prefers to have that consistency of the dome. So, uh, but you know, either way, whatever it was, didn't look like his normal self. That was his worst start of the year for us. Mm. Um, you know, he got pulled. I think it was like eight runs given up, and you know, I think f- what were five of those unearned I runs. I think five of those were unearned. Yeah, runs, due so. to some errors by uh, by Bogey and Hanley, which is unfortunate. But uh, you know, nonetheless, still a pretty bad start for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, you know, we did we did have some bright spots uh, over the past couple of days in, in this sort of bad week i guess you could say right um bryce brent uh, a guy that we brought up to fill a hole uh for those of you who didn't see chris young uh pulled his hamstring is what it looked like rounding first base it looked pretty bad uh he went down and he didn't look like very comfortable on on putting any kind of weight on it right. so i think they're still characterizing as a hamstring strain though and okay not a pull, so okay Perhaps that one 15-day DL stint and he'll be back, you know? Yeah, and again, he had, like, that other leg issue where we kind of gave him a rest and put uh, – who did we put in there last week in, in his place? But, um, yeah, I mean, he that's that's been a consistent issue for him is his legs. He's had kind of pulls and strains over the course of his career. And yeah. so, you know, you kind of hope that this isn't a lingering issue. And it's, but, uh, it's unfortunate because he got off to a good start. You know, once they kind of named him the everyday left fielder, yeah. once Swihart got hurt, it was like, you know, he was starting to rake. They kind of moved him up into that five spot. Yeah. He was looking like good protection for Poppy. And then, you know, he gets hurt. Yeah. And now we just have a cast of characters. So Holt goes down in left field. Swihart goes down in left field. And now Chris Young. So yeah. you don't, if you want to stay healthy, you don't want to play left field for the Boston Red Sox, evidently. I'm not healthy. Anyway, on a daily basis. So if you want to try me out, that's fine. I'm uh, no bat, uh, no glove, no speed. So I'm a zero tool player. Uh, if you need me, though, I'll be there for my squad. Nice. You know? I but, think I once hit 300 in Little League, I think, one year. Oh, that's good. You know? Solid. When I was like 11. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Bryce Brents, <laughs> he did well, right? I mean, um I mean, I pulled got for a, a couple guy like of Bryce hits, Brent, you know? and you know, he made a couple great catches. Uh, I think it was uh, Saturday. Um, yeah, on Saturday he made a couple good catches there in left field. He made that one where he was kind of running back, and then he he almost like overran it a little bit and had to reach back across his body um, and made the uh, the falling catch there. And then also, the, and then the play right after that uh, in his other direction, running to his right. Uh, made the good catch uh, sliding into the wall there. So, uh, you know, hey, you know, if we can fill in a guy like uh, Chris Young or Swihart or, you know, whoever it is that's going to be the left fielder for us with a guy like that, uh, I guess that's okay. Yeah, I mean, he got his first major league home run today too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was good to see. You know, you got to pull for a guy like that. You know, he's – I the, the only time I remember him, I, he had some time with – Detroit a few years ago with the Tigers he was up for a little bit so you you pull for those guys like he's 27 and going to be 28 in a few months and at the end of the year and you know you pull for those guys that are kind of almost long in the tooth you know that are down mm-hmm. in AAA to get those shots you know yeah. and I'm glad that they give it to him you know he's having a pretty good year in AAA give him the opportunity over having one of those you know 
yeah. prospects that everybody's salivating over, like at the double A level, make a jump like a Ben Attendee, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's good, you know. I, I like the fact that they say, hey, you know, you we're going to bring you along slowly, and we'll give this guy Bryce Brett's a, a opportunity, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's um, good. Yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see. The the, the thing that killed me this week. All right, Ben, let me tell you, is, you know, not dropping two out of three to the Texas Rangers, who are a very good baseball team, and you're yeah. playing at their home field. And they we don't play the, well there either. No. And, and, like, you know, they're a little depleted in the starting pitching, so I thought maybe we could have taken two out of three, but at least they salvaged that game Friday night, thank God, and Mookie Betts. And see your boy Sandy Leone. Yeah. In that fantastic at-bat. Yeah, he's on fire. Uh, he's batting 480 right now, and – until today he went over three but um you know he was over 500 from the instant that he got pulled up right. <laughs> so like he's just been on a ridiculous tear uh you know and such tears will happen Red and, and, and not only just like general like hitting like hitting in clutch situations too like where we needed to put him in and have him produce yeah and so, he's become like when he doesn't start he's like been pinch hitting you know yeah like coming through yeah yeah too. exactly in fact, pitch hitting for christian vasquez yeah. your boy there's my boy um so it's yeah my dog christian <laughs> come on man i thought we agreed you'd at least hit 240 come on man <laughs> killing me yeah but you know I, it, yeah well let's talk let's 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 table that discussion for a little bit to catch a situation but the thing that really discouraged me this week was dropping the three of four at home to the white Sox. yeah the white Sox, once a you know pretty good contender in may mm-hmm. coming into that red Sox series had dropped 18 of their last 24 games yeah they were not playing very well no so apparently all you have to do now if you're not playing well just to have those Red Sox on the schedule. Nice little confidence boost. Oof. It's terrible. And, like, just the game, the way those games got away from him, and, you know, Kimbrell blowing a game, and, you know, what's with that guy? He can't, he can't. I don't know what it's it like is. the difference between him getting up for save opportunities and non-save opportunities. Right. In save opportunities, his ERA is like 1.5, and non-save opportunities like 4.5. So I don't know what it, what exactly it is, and that was kind of a weird situation too, just to like give him a little bit of credit. Um, you know, they brought him in at a weird time, right? It was like, okay, I, you guys aren't going to need me. Oh wait, now you are going to need me. I'm going to warm up. Oh wait, are, am I even going to come in? Oh yeah, I am going to come in. Okay, yeah. yeah. So. So like that was like a pretty extended warm up situation that he probably doesn't see very regularly, but you know at the same time like come on man like that's that's why we're paying you the big bucks right so that exactly. you can come in and shut down or lock down in those situations. So yeah, I was a li- that was a little bit rough. Um, yeah, and and uh, you know Koji Koji the day before that um, just like a total disaster. Uh, and, you know, this is kind of the ebbs and flow a bullpen has, you know, that you're going to have some of those. Um, yeah, but <laughs> it's gotten now to a little bit too much. Like, now people are starting to question, like, is Koji going to be our setup guy in the long run? Um, I think we're in a position now where you've got to play matchups, you know, with him and Tozawa. Yeah. And they, you know, depending on the matchup, that's the side who pitches the eighth, who pitches the seventh. And, you know, it's like... There might be some other guys like the hot guy of the week that can you can throw into the mix. Mm-hmm. Heath Hembry, you know, mm-hmm. I think he let up a few runs today, but yeah. you know he's been pretty damn good for them. Yeah, he pulled yeah. out the win the other day. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that situation's a long way from being solidified. I think it was a lot more clear at the beginning of the season than it is right now. It's a little murky. Yeah, I, I don't think Kimbrel is in danger of losing his job. Of course not. But uh, Koji, I think, is uh, on a pretty short leash right now. Uh, to his credit, he did have uh, he did pull out the save on uh, Friday. Friday. Yeah. So Striking and he looked good. Side. Yeah, he Striking looked good. He looked good. But um, again, like he needed to. Yeah. Like, he was on a short leash right there. Here's the thing, Ben. When you get in your forties, you know, some days you can capture that that prior glory yep. and look like your old thirty-three year old self, mm-hmm. what have you. And some days you look like you're forty-one, forty-two. Yeah. As Koji did uh versus the White Sox. So I think with him it's like I'm not sure of how his workload was going uh going into that game, but I, I think we're at the point now with Koji is he can't go back to back nights. Before it was like he can't go three nights in a row, but I, I really don't think he's back to back, you know? Yeah. And the, the, and we talked about kind of coming into the season about Tazawa and Koji being overworked in recent years and stuff, and that's why we were so excited about the acquisition of Carson Smith, so we could kind of take a lot yeah. of those innings off the guys. Problem is now is Anybody who gets put in that fifth starter spot or fourth starter spot or first starter spot, if you look (laughs) at uh, Friday's game, it's like they're getting blown up. So we have to get into the bullpen early, and then everybody's taxed. Never mind just, you know, the the two guys that we talked about, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's sad. So, you know, that's when you look at this team and, you know, you know Trader Dave's going to make a trade, and you think about, okay, what is the dire situation? Is it is it a starting pitching? Is it relief pitching? Is it a left fielder? Yeah. You know? And it's like, so, you know, normally I would say, or I think I said in the past few weeks that I think it's bullpen. Yeah. But whereas we have this problem where starters are getting shelled, yeah, it's like, well, that's going to make the bullpen bad, so maybe we have to bring a star, and that will make the bullpen better even, you know? Well, there's also the argument that you could bolster your bullpen a little bit and then every fifth day just say, screw having a fifth starter, and we'll just ride the bullpen for that game, right? Well. Which actually has been the case for, you know, some parts of the season where, you know, Buckles or Joe Kelly get blown up, you know, three innings into the game, and that's kind of what we see ourselves doing anyways. Well, yeah, I mean, that would be it would be a great scenario <laughs> if only the fifth starter was getting blown up. Unfortunately, <laughs> right. our $31 million man, you know, just yeah. this past Friday yeah. was getting getting banged around. And yeah. it's like it, it you don't want to just – you know, pound these guys from hindsight, but it's like, was this guy worth it? You know, and it, and it, it's really just a case of this so little pitching out there yeah. that you have to overpay for it. You know, you look like a guy like Rick Porcello, who were given like twenty two million a year, and maybe a guy that wins fourteen, fifteen games and has an ERA in the low fours, maybe that's worth twenty two million these these mm-hmm. days. Yeah. you know, and it's crazy, but. You know, it's like aside from right, he's probably been our most consistent starter. Yeah. And that is a little bit scary. Yeah. And that's why I think he's going to mortgage the farm, Mr. Double D, 
and get a starter here in this. And there was some reports this past week, Jim Bowden of ESPN, saying that the Red Sox, it's kind of a report non-report, you know, because they're like, (laughs) hey, we just want to report that the Red Sox were talking to the Atlanta Braves about, uh, you know, Vizcaino, their reliever, and um, the starter, Tehran. Right. You know, and like, but... But no trade. Not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, they, so were, they talking, were talking, but no. But it's like, is that really a story? And yeah. like in this day and age of the twenty-four news cycle, twenty-four sports cycle, it is. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But let's just speculate for a minute. If we were to get both those guys, Vizcaino to help boast the bullpen, and Tehran, a young pitcher under control for a few more years, very friendly. What do you think that's going to cost us? Yeah, it's going to cost a lot. I mean, I think we're going to have to probably give up a couple of our everyday role players and also a couple of prospects as well. So, I mean, look, we've said before, and I think to, I mean, I, I still believe that to this day that our most valuable trade ship is probably going to be Swihart because I think that's a guy that we can afford to lose right. um, because of the depth that we have at catcher. And, you know, obviously we've seen that, you know, he's not really a significant upgrade over any of the other left fielders that we have at this point. I think he's going to be a real asset to some other teams out there, and he's a young guy too, and he can bat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one of the guys that's probably going to be end up getting shipped. As far as for prospects wise, I think that Moncada and Benatendi and Espinoza are our three most untouchables. Right. Besides that, I wouldn't see them. I wouldn't put it out of the possibility that it, the entire rest of our top ten are gone. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean. <sighs> I mean, it's, it stinks, but yeah, I mean that's gonna what it's going to cost. Give up more than that. All right, I mean, let me just throw some. Soap. Tehran, he's under contract till 2019, I believe. So, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be easy to get him, and that would be a huge win for us to yeah. get him too. Not only for this season, but for the next four years. So, just in speculation, say we get both those guys, and I tell you, here I am as the Atlanta GM, and the, you know we have Frank Wren, who was in the Atlanta. Uh, you know, uh, organization before he came over our way. So he has a good idea of their farm system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he knows Tehran really well. So if he says this is a guy we have to go out and get, I think Dabrowski's going to go out and get him. Unfortunately, I think it's going to cost. Let me just throw you out, okay, okay. a potential trade. Yeah. And you tell me if you're going to do it or not do it. Yeah. Uh, Tehran and Vizcaino for Jackie Bradley Jr., Ben Attendee. Yeah. <laughs> Swihart. Yeah. Travis Shaw. You going to do that? Um, I, I guess I'm not too hesitant on Travis Shaw. Yeah. Um, I'm more hesitant on – I'm actually more hesitant on JBJ, obviously. You uh, would, yeah. And I'm almost a little bit more hesitant on Ben Attendee as well because I feel like he's probably going to be a, a monster stud for us in the future. Yeah. He's been just really crushing it in, in the minors. And, yeah, minus, you know, it's the minus. Yeah, but... You have to give up something to get something. And, and in this case, where pitching is, you know... It's that's our real need, work, right? Yeah. Then not only is it our need, but it's the need of the 20 people the 20 teams that are still going to think they're in the race at the trading deadline. Yeah. You know, we talk all about the time about, you know, how uh, in demand pitching is and that you have to have good pitching to win in the playoffs. And now that goes to the next le- even more. It's exponentially greater due to that second wildcard spot where you have all these guys, you know, uh, that think they're still in the playoffs. So the sellers, 
increase and the you know I mean the sellers decrease and the buyers increase right and that's going to kill us yeah and that's why you're going to spend you know three fifty on the dollar for any type of pitching help. I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now that I, I I don't believe that there's anybody else that's going to be in the market for Tehran besides the Boston Red Sox because I don't th- and not that there isn't anybody who wants them. It's because that there's nobody else that can put together a package like the Boston Red Sox can as far as future prospects, as far as Dodgers could. Dodgers farm system. Dodgers have the number one rated farm system in the bigs right oh, now. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think I think I even think with the guys that you the, pulled up so the, far, the Sox. Yeah, the Sox are. Like, I think we're like. Don't four. say you. Don't use the the, the second oh, person just because I fill <laughs> oh, in. Gosh, I'm okay, sorry. for I'm about sorry, a year I'm and sorry. a half on the Dodgers show <laughs> doesn't mean you know okay, that the Red enough. Sox aren't my first love. But it's just Dombrowski's going to make a trade, and yeah. so I just want Red Sox Nation right now to stop bracing yourself mm-hmm. to lose. You know, people you don't want to lose yeah. because when you start using the word untouchable. I think in this pitches market, in this dealer's market, our only untouchables are going to be Bogots and bets because people are going to come asking for major league talent, not mm-hmm. just prospects. Yeah. So, yeah. Ah, oh, man. So, I, obviously, I want to keep Bogots and bets. And in the minors, I kind of want to keep Mancata and yeah. Espinosa. Yeah. But I think Ben Attendee could go. Yeah. You know, he could even, he's in double A. Yep. He's taken to it okay. I don't want to rush them. That's why I'm glad they brought up Brents. And, I, you know, I hope we get a Chris Young back and a Brock Holt back and these guys contribute and we can kind of go with that platoon we were looking at in the regular season and not put any pressure in these guys and just have them come up at their own will. But Ben Attendee's going to be up in September. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. So, and a couple notes on that. Uh, Moncada uh, just recently got moved up to A. I think we announced that either last show or the show before. Um He's actually been doing really well. Uh, I think he's batting like 315. Uh, just got his first home run double A the other day. So, um, I mean, not to get overhyped about it, but continuing right where we where he left off, uh, that's a good sign. Yeah. And then um, also, as far as some of our pitching, uh, you know, some of the folks that haven't seen all the games, um, Buck Cole started today, had a rough start today. Um did that, does that really surprise you, though? I mean, like, realistically, what did we expect when he came in today? Did we think that he was going to come in and pitch a complete game shutout? No. We knew that he was going to come in. He was probably going to have a couple good innings, and a couple of them, the wheels were going to fall off, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's exactly what happened. It, um, it did look. It was a very uh, tough start. You know, he gave up, what, two or three in the first inning? Yeah, three inning. runs in the first inning. Yeah. But then he did settle down for, like, four innings, so... I was somewhat encouraged by that. Granted, we are just looking anywhere we can for silver linings. <laughs> right. Pitching staff at this point. Yeah. Because it's not like any of the kids in the minors in AAA right now was saying, I'm doing so good. Pick me. You yeah. know? I mean, the one guy who had a good stretch was Eliash, and then once we brought him up, he got hit around. You yeah. know? Yeah. So it's like it's not like any of those guys are really staking the claim to having that fifth spot. So we're definitely going to see Clay, I would say, at least one more time through. Yeah. Um, which is, you know. Nobody's really excited about that. And everybody likes to beat on, uh, you know, Buck Holtz and stuff. But he's only making thirteen one three million a year yeah. as opposed to the 3-1 that David Price is making. So let's let's get on that guy. Yeah. Start and how much, is, it, uh, how much is Joe Kelly making this year? Joe Kelly. Uh, I can't. I don't even know uh, off the top of my head. Oh, man, uh, like some news million? on him. He's, uh, he's probably, he's probably going to come back to the bullpen here pretty soon. 
Um, so, I mean, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't foresee him taking that fifth spot from Clay at this point. Right. Um, and I think that's good for him, too, because, I mean, that's a guy that, you know, has maybe, I think, one year for the Cardinals between AA, AAA, and uh, the major leagues, I think he hit about 180 innings one year, and that's okay. like his highest. Yeah. But, you know, so that's a guy that, you know, started out in the rotation and had logged some innings earlier. So, you know, maybe bullpen is the best for him, especially yeah. where he's kind of dinged up. And, you know. Maybe he's throwing consistently 97, 98 when he only has to go two batters or four batters, you know, as opposed to, you know, trying to keep some in reserve when he's starting. But, you know, it's, it's, man, it's got to be discouraging when you see these guys that have such great stuff, but they just can't make it happen. Yeah. And it's got to be frustrating for them, too. Like, you know, like, oh, I'm a starter at the beginning of the season, for sure locked in. Right. And now, okay, now I'm, you know, back in the minors and, Oh, okay. Well, now I'm coming back in the bullpen. What does that mean if I'm successful there? Does that mean that the door opens back up for me to be a starter? Because that's what I am. Like, I'm sure that Joe Kelly doesn't see himself as a bullpen guy. He probably thinks he's a starter. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure that's really frustrating on the staff too. But you know, unfortunately, like if the results aren't there, uh, we want to try to get the most value that we can out of you, and you, we're not going to get value from you sitting it out in the minor leagues. Well, here's a message for Joe Kelly because I know he's an avid fan of the program. <laughs> you don't worry about being what I'm a starter. I'm a reliever. I'm a Red Sox. That's what you take solace in. And you uh, you wear that jersey with pride. That's you right. play it for the name on the front of the jersey, mm-hmm. not the one on the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To borrow one, a line from Herb Brooks. There you go. Um, uh, another pitching note before we kind of wrap up the pitching side of things. Oh, yeah. There's no uh, up there. William Cuevas. Oh, your boy. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, we just uh, pulled him up. So um, that'll give us a little bit of extra in the bullpen. Um, he's been actually doing really well lately. He's I'm been... quite sure he'll be down right after today. You I think th- that was just a weekend thing. You think? Up, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going down. Are you sure? Because his ERA is, like, pretty stellar right now. Uh, he's been, like, showing some real signs of life. You might, you might even want to look at the transactions on your iPad right now. Really? He might have already been sent down. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's like that. It's, it's like, like that? He, it, well, he was just seemed like a guy like, oh, okay, our bullpen's taxed. We got to bring up another round for the bullpen. And, you know, so. All right. Well. Like, who was sent down in order to bring him up? Marrero? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just one of those, yeah. you know, up and down things. Yep. But. Yep. What do you think about your boy Bogey? You know, he—I he, mean, he kind of had like a, you know these cool series. I think he was about two for fourteen in the series, something like that. I think the thing that worries me the most is not really his hitting, because I mean he's still batting three forty-five or whatever. Right. Um, is those two errors in critical situations? Mm. Um, he had that—he had that big error when Wright was pitching um, that again contributed to those five unearned runs. Um, that kind of knocked right out of the game early there. And then he had another uh, critical error today uh, where yeah. I think it was uh, – um, what's his face? Big guy. Uh, oh, man, his dad was a pro. Prince. Prince came up and hit the, uh, the like, the line drive yeah. over the right field. That was right a laser. Field. That <laughs> yeah, was out in the ball. 0.7 seconds. What was the exit velocity on oh, that? Oh, it had to be, <laughs> had to be 116. It was easily. It was a, it's a high it was exit easy. velocity. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, it was probably about 116 on the exit velocity on that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, look, that's that, yeah. that guy got on base. That was a two-run homer because, uh, you know, Xander made the high throw and pulled Hanley off the bag. So, yeah. um, you know, that's unfortunate. 
I think, you know, hopefully he gets that cleaned up a little bit. I don't foresee that continuing. I think he's a solid shortstop, but, I mean, it does worry you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, how about uh, early in the week, JBJ's bunt? Yeah. In the Chicago series, right? What game was Yep, that? on it Thursday. Was, oh, boy. Yep. That was... Uh, that was not good. I mean, so they ended up winning that one, so it wasn't that big a deal. But but it could have been. It could have been. What was the situation on that again? So the situation was JBJ is up to bat. There's one out. There's a man on first and third, and the Red Sox are down by one run. Yeah. And whoever the one who made the call to, to say that Jackie Bradley Jr.'s in butt, I mean, I don't know who made that call. But it was ter- I do. First of all, terrible call. That was Jackie Bradley Jr. making that call. Was it? Oh, without question. There's and, no manager in the league that would have him bunting in that instance. And then, when a fly ball can tie the game or whatever. Yeah, that, like just like a deep fly ball to get the, to get the run in. And a guy that's been hitting pretty well. And he, it was like literally the worst bunt I've ever seen. He popped it out all the way, just like the second baseman didn't even have to move to catch it. Yeah. It was the most. It was like one of the worst bunts I've ever seen. And that's kind of been, you know, we've seen Bogots bunt on his own a few times this year that have been horrible decisions mm-hmm. on his part. And, like, I get it, I guess. If you see guys, like, and you think you can get it in, it's like, but, I mean, if I was Farrell, I'd just put a mandate on. Okay, guys, you know, we love what you're doing. No bunting on your own. I don't know why anymore. any of the Red Sox are I will, bunting, I will to tell that. you the truth. Yeah. I don't think any Red Sox should bunt, maybe with the exception of Mookie Betts because he showed that he can bunt, like, freaking amazing. But even him, like, do you yeah. even really want Mookie Mookie bunting? Even if he like is he like the best bunter that you've ever seen, you still don't want him doing it. Yeah, I mean, maybe if he, the alignment's right, and you know, it's towards the end of the game, and we're down two, and he's the leadoff hitter, or something like that. But even I want him swinging the back because that guy can rake. But I mean, the guys you want bunting are the guys that are down in the seven, eight, nine hole. You know, the Bryce Brentses of the world, and the you know the christian vasquez and the you know the marco hernandez's but yeah. it's like otherwise especially with runners in scoring position you gotta be hitting man that's craziness no bunting but no more know. bunting i'll yeah. tell you if i could just say you know no more bunting yeah. that's all i want and i'm sure there's a bunch of Farrell haters out there that are just like oh why did Farrell signal him to bunt what's he thinking this guy get rid of him you know yeah Farrell made a couple other bad uh plays today or um this, this week. week um i think he had uh lamar pinch hitting for uh mookie bets at one point no way yeah no yeah i think so i think it was like come uh, on I, I think it was on monday that kid that kid we'll, saturday we're gonna we're gonna have our research department fact check that one. Oh no we still don't have a research department so you're gonna have to <laughs> you're, you're gonna have hey, to do there's that some one. fans out there i know <laughs> duffy's probably watching yeah. this duffy back me up and tell me that that happened hit us up on the i'm comments pretty sure that that, that happened i don't know if it was mookie or somebody else yeah. but i'm pretty sure he pinched hit lamar like late in the game Oof. It's that like, can't what be the true. heck is he that doing that can't be true yeah in fact that is such a terrible call on your part that i just want to implore <laughs> the a Red Sox Rap 360 viewing public to hit you up on your Twitter account and yes. let you know what a terrible call. So we're not signing off, those of you in back just yet, but tell everybody what your uh Yeah, if yeah. you wanna if you wanna What's dispute your... the fact that they did that, you can hit me up on my Twitter at Benny Frickin Jam. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna tweet you. I'm just gonna tell you right now, there's no way in hell 
Mookie Betts is have a pinch hit well by Ryan Lamar. I'm sorry. You know, I, I don't care if he's well, torn a hamstring. Bet? What's the bet? Is it, uh, I, I don't know. Lunch? Okay, okay. You want to bet lunch? Yeah, we can bet lunch. Right. Bet some lunch. Or bet some boneless wings down Wangs. Uh, oh, man. Oof. All right. Well, let's just try and put this behind us. Okay. Look ahead to this coming week. We got three coming up in Tampa. Oof. Now, yeah. Tampa, Oof. I'm not sure how they did today, but they were, uh, I believe, had lost 10 or 11 in a row. So that can either be a good thing for the Red Sox, or that can be a situation where they are due. Yeah. You well, know? we got Erod going up against Blake Snell mm-hmm. tomorrow. Uh, Blake Snell's 0 2 with a 2.4 ERA. Yeah, Snell's kind of a, a, a prospect kind of that's just yeah, yep. And uh, then they got their old ace who's already got ten losses going in Tuesday's game, right? Chris Archer. Mm. So maybe where he's doing so, uh, you know, poorly right now, maybe they'll trade him to us for not an arm and a leg. Well, no, it's just any pitch is going to be worth going to get an arm and a leg. It's terrible. So he'll go against Porcello on Tuesday. Yeah, it'd be nice to uh, get a couple wins off Tampa Bay to kind of right this ship a little bit. Um, then we get a day off on Thursday. And have a couple more games against uh, the Angels. Yeah, yeah. So the day off Thursday and then a three-game set versus the Angels. How are the Angels home. doing recently? Because they were, they were pretty bad at the beginning of this year. They were. They've kind of righted the ship a little bit. But I think okay. they're still kind of a, a, a uh, when I look at their lineup, if you pitch around Trout and Pujols and maybe Cole Calhoun, you're going to be in pretty good shape. Okay. So, I mean... Whether we have the pitches to do that, I mean. Are we going to see uh, Big Game Timmy in that series, you think? Big Game Timmy. <laughs> Who on earth is Big Game Timmy? Tim, Tim Lincecum. You don't remember oh. that commercial where he was trying to, oh, he was on the phone trying to record, like, what is it? Big Game Timmy, like, big, I forget all the, the nicknames that he came up no, with. But. No, because I think he, he's been inserted into their starting rotation. Yeah. So, oh, oh, actually, yeah. So, yeah, and I think he's been uh, actually doing pretty well for them. So, yes, as which of is, now, right now, as it's slated, we won't face him. We're going to face Chassin, Santiago, yeah. and Shoemaker. I was just doing a couple of those pronunciations, you know, and coming <laughs> in with that music today. Um, uh, I got an interview for a Telemundo job. So oh, I'm just yeah, there you go. Trying to, you know, work on the. Uh, they need need some more people calling soccer. Just go. kidding, everybody. <laughs> Rest easy, soccer fans. <laughs> You, uh, you know, that it. brings me to a good point. Why didn't why, why weren't the Red Sox in that race to get old uh, Lincecum? There was no, there was little, because from what I heard, there was literally nobody that wanted him. Yeah, I mean, like the Angels picked him up for like three million for a one year deal or he's, something. He's looked pretty done. He has looked pretty done. So, yeah. I mean, I think the Angels are just, it's more like you pitching could just take pool. a flyer on him, you know? Yeah, like, I guess. I mean, now it's like looking like. Yeah, maybe Jeez. maybe we should have because yeah. our our guys aren't producing, you know. But the thing is, is, I think Erod. I mean, I think before we hit the panic button on him, I want to see ten starts. You know, yeah. When you no. have a knee injury as a pitcher, you know, and you know, not only do you have to get the strength back, but mm-hmm. then you have to get the confidence back that you have the strength in that knee. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I really think you know. It's too early to vilify him right now, you know. So I think, you know, let him get to the 10-stop plateau, and then we can start, you know, lampooning him if he's uh, doing still bad. But Well, and you saw that he changed his delivery back to his old delivery style. He had changed it earlier in the year to be uh, – I think he was – what was he facing? He's a lefty, right? So he was facing first, and – 
Now he faces third? <laughs> and so, no, so now he like starts this? and he's facing home plate. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's how he used to do it, but I think he switched it up because it was like a little bit too much stress on his knee. Uh, so he, now he switched back, and I'm not really sure what the reasoning is behind him doing that. It, yeah. the, the announcers were saying it was something to do with him uh, showing his pitches. Yeah. And um, because well, he only throws a fastball and changeup, um, you know, if they they know which pitch is coming, that's pretty bad, right? Yeah, I mean, that so was a kind of a pitches. problem with him last year, too, tipping his pitches. And they kind yeah. of made some adjustments. So, I don't know, maybe he's back doing some bad habits and they just kind of got to write the chip on him. Another guy is uh, David Price, uh, you know, who kind of had that where Pedroia kind of told him, hey, you yep. know, your hands aren't as high. And so I don't know if he's going back to those old habits where he's holding them low now because his fastball was sitting at about 91, 92 the yeah. other night. Yeah, and yeah. we needed a 95, you know. Yeah. Especially yeah. where he's like, hasn't been that pinpoint. If you're on the black at 92, then that's cool. But he hasn't been pinpoint. So he needs that 95 if he's going to be like, you know, on the inside edge of that outside corner, you know, as opposed to the outside edge. Yeah. Which I'd like to see him on the outside edge anyway. But, I mean, and I'm trying not to get too alarmed to this point because we're not even halfway through the season. But it is, it's it's somewhat alarming, David Price. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he kind of, like, was switching up his stance a little bit where he was, like, keeping his glove up higher. And then, like, recently I've noticed him going back to the original style where he like kind of keeps his glove low. Ugh. And so the fat, the fastball velocity hasn't been there, but there was some talk that really the only reason why he was doing that was to, to was to cuz his glove and his legs are kind of on like a line. Right. So, it doesn't really matter where his gloves are. It was really just getting that motion to get his legs up. Um, cuz so, that's where your power comes from. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I th- I think that his legs have been doing that, but I mean mm-hmm. The results haven't been there, clearly. He's going to have to do another bullpen session with uh, Petey. Petey's going to have to get out there with him <laughs> you again. You think? Know? <laughs> I mean, if there's ever shown a, a, that there's going to be a player who's going to be a manager, it is Dustin Pedroia, I'll tell you. Yeah. So what do you th- So now the Red Sox are what? Seven games over 500? Uh, I think we're 41 and 34. 41 and 34. Is that right? So, and we talked last week about how. Their schedule in the last two months is not really favorable. A lot of road trips, you know, like in the last two months of the season, post-July 26th, I think we have like two 11-game road trips and a 10-gamer and a 9-gamer. So it's like we have to start really kind of coming alive here. I mean, this this, uh, Angels series coming up at the end of the week kicks off, you know, a, a big road trip. You know, nine game road trip. So we got to go start going seven and two and, you know, eight and one on these nine gamers or these 10 gamers, eight and two, as opposed to their last road trip. I mean, excuse me, their last homestand where they were garbage. You know, it was a, that, that Baltimore Seattle White Sox one, you know, where they were. Just to clarify, this, this Angels one is four and seven is at home. Yes, yeah, Angels. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. did I say road trip? Yeah, yeah. I've been saying road trip instead of homestand. No worries. But yeah, that's a nine-game homestand. So this last homestand that they had, you know, they're four and seven. And like, so yeah, that's I mean, not going to cut it. The whole month of June has just been a bunch of missed opportunities for winning easy games at home. So, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully they can turn that around. And just uh, looking ahead here, um, 
as far as the All Star game goes, because All Star voting, I believe, yep. uh, shuts down in about five days. So you folks got to get out there and uh, vote for your Red Sox. Yep. Um, you can't do it at, anymore at the stadiums, but um, you know you do five it on times the interweb. On the five votes a day, you, you get. can. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. And that's like MLB.com. I'm sure you can vote. RedSox.com. All those yep. will kind of filter you in there. But we definitely got to get Bogey in there. He should be a starter at shortstop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got to get the Killer Bees in there. Yep. Bogey, Bradley Betts. Mm-hmm. And Stephen Wright. Let's get him in there. And, of course, Poppy. Yeah, well, yeah. So yeah, we Poppy's should have, I mean, could we have five if second place team gets five in there? Oof. Okay, let's say in ten games the Red Sox are... 44 and 41. Is John Farrell on the hot seat? It just seems like this ownership <sighs> Man, group know. wants Tory Lovello to be the manager and that at the end of the season, he's probably going to get some managerial, you know, offers. And I, I, I just don't think, with that in the back of their mind, I think they would be quick to make a move a little quicker to make a move mid-season than just wait till the end of the season. Yeah, Especially in Poppy's last tough. year. It's tough. It um, you know, he hasn't done himself any favors this year at all. He's made some really, like, dicey decisions as far as pinch hitting and um, just situa- in- in-game situational baseball has not been the best. And, you know, every once in a while he makes he, he'll make a good call, and, and you can certainly point to those, but it's just like, you know, a blind squirrel is going to find some nuts every once in a while, right? Yeah. Like, you know. But, I mean, I think the biggest problem I have with him is kind of like usually his bullpen decisions, but it's also a case where, you know, some of the guys he's trusting to bring in just don't get the job done, yeah. you know? And like, so like, how, at when, like, how much fault does the manager really incur? I mean, you know, these guys that are starters, it's like we're paying you a lot of money to come in here and get guys out, and you're not getting guys out. How does that fall on the manager? Right. You know? So it's like, I actually think probably overall, I would probably give the guy a grade this year. Probably, probably a B. Maybe, yeah, maybe a B minus. But yeah, I don't think he's doing that bad a job. But who knows? You know, I I look at the world through rose petal glasses because this is a post old four world, right? And I feel like after that <laughs> season, you know, I could endure you know losing season for the rest of my life. Really, I yeah, mean, it's yeah, just yeah. oof. But. Uh, so you got to think going going up this season, going down to Tampa for three, Angels for three at home. It's got to be a four and two week. You know, we got to start getting those because, like I say, come July twenty sixth, where we go on that a big road trip, and, that, and then it gets road trip, road trip. We're gonna have to be fifteen games, twenty games over five hundred in order to endure this. You know, yeah. but when I start watching the standings on August first, you know, I want us to be. In first place and kind of in that fifteen twenty to have a chance to withstand. Right, right. You know? And how are we doing right now? Are we still in second place right now? We're in second. But I think after today, uh, <laughs> the guy who's not watching the standings believes that we're <laughs> down four games. <laughs> Ooh. So, and Toronto's Ooh. been playing well, and they're right on our heels. Jeez. In fact, if they won today, we might be tied with Toronto. So, What a difference a week makes, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. But that being said, what a difference can make after a nice four and two week this week or right. five and one week so right. got to take advantage of those tampa bay rays and uh you know hopefully give the rangers a little uh payback when they come to our house uh anything else you want to get in before we uh oh yeah for the week oh yeah All right, what else um 
Okay, so one thing I uh, wanted to talk to you about last week, and this is also kind of reaching out to our fans and see what they think. Mm-hmm. Uh, when uh, Big Poppy hit out number 521, he hit it to center field, and some lucky guy caught it. Uh, they had like a whole little segment, and they were giving him a lot of airtime. So he actually ended up trading that ball back for a signed bat uh, from David Ortiz. Mm. What is it going to take you to trade back that 521 ball? Oof. Or or even like, you know, like a 522? big... 522? Yeah, Because he'll break the Red Sox home run rate? Well, technically he's not doing that because, you know, Teddy Ballgame hit 521 with the Red Sox, you know? Yeah. And he had about 80 with the Twins, I think, so... Uh, I don't know, yeah. Is I he going to take uh, just a signed bat? Yeah, I mean, it was nice. It was like a, like an official David Ortiz bat, like his model and everything. I'm not a big fan of memorabilia. If you want to give me some, you know, a single season ticket for the rest of the season and throughout next season, yeah, that could be something okay. to talk about. Okay. You know? we'll, have to, uh, we'll have to reach back out to Duffy and see what the going rate is on like a 521 poppy ball versus like a signed big poppy bat. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's not even close, but. I mean, I wouldn't drive a hot bargain because I'm a Red Sox fan born and raised and I love poppy. So, yeah, you know, you're, I mean, you're giving I, it back, right? I, I you're just like, whatever game, you guys want to give me, I'll take much, it, right? Pretty yeah. much. Okay. Pretty much. I, I would say, all right, poppy, you and I have to go out one night. Yeah. Just get ridiculously <laughs> crinkled in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be, that would be an epic That'd day. Be good. Like me, him, and like Kev Mala. Just yeah. uh, we'll do it in the yeah. off season. Napoli can come back, not wear a shirt. <laughs> nice. You know? I'm sick yeah. of J.R. Smith stealing Mike Napoli's moves. That's one thing. Johnny Gomez you know, will come and bring his green <laughs> military hat or whatever. He's available even if we <laughs> want to do it in yeah. season. Johnny's available. But uh, oh man. Uh, so another one uh, that we didn't mention today was old Ruzne, uh clearing waivers and getting uh, Shaka. Nobody wanted to pick up that seventy-two million dollar tab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I guess we probably won't see him back uh, in the majors this year. I mean, if he tears it up in the minors, maybe a September first call up. Who knows? You know. We'll see. Yeah. Or can he be called up? Or now that he's off the 40 man? I don't, I don't know, know exactly can. how that works. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll look into that for next week. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think we got to sign off. We do? Are we yeah. getting kicked off? Okay. Well, you well, well we got to talk a little Dodgers in this room. Um, all right. Well, uh, one more thing I wanted to say was uh, happy birthday to Ron Murphy. He's one of our loyal podcast followers yeah, from Ron. Myrtle Beach. He had his birthday on Thursday. And heck, man, we got one of our two wins that week. So. That's a good sign. That's I guess. it. Yeah, they were hitting for Ron that day. Yeah, yeah. Keep listening, Ron. Keep watching. We appreciate it. Yep. As well as all you guys, we appreciate you tuning in this week. For Ben Fay, I am Mike Conley. This has been another edition of Red Sox Rap Three Hundred and Sixty. Thanks for tuning in with us, guys. Go Sox! From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Buzz you manana. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.